thanks for tuning in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. You're about to listen to Evie Peck. She just performed in our Silver Lake show. Evie Peck is an actress and producer who has guest starred in several popular television shows, such as Friends and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She produced and starred in the independent film Memron in 2004. Evie was a member of Tim Robbins Theater Company, the actor's gang, for over a decade. She has performed in many live shows as well as in the Tenacious D feature film, The Pick of Destiny. She currently lives in LA and she has a son. And her son goes to preschool with my daughter. So it was a lot of fun having Evie in our most recent Expressing Motherhood. And so here she is, Evie Peck in Expressing Motherhood. I wanted to teach my son about music. I wanted my five-year-old to understand that sometimes people touch the world in ways that change it for everyone. I turned on Pandora and I punched in David Bowie. Major Tom began to play. My son Spence came over to the computer and sat on my lap. This is a song about an astronaut, I said. Spence seemed interested. I pointed to the small square on the screen, and that's the singer. His name is David Bowie. Oh, he said, starting to slide off my lap. He died today, I said. What? He said. Today? He changed his looks a lot, and he wore theatrical costumes and wigs and makeup, And here he is with an eye patch. I scrolled through some photos on Google Images. What? He said, and he died? Yep. But when you were little, he was alive? (laughs) Well, actually, he was alive yesterday, but he died today. (laughs) What? He said, he died today? That wasn't supposed to be the amazing part. Spence, from an early age, was drawn to violence, guns, and death. Not in that scary Game of Thrones way, of course, just in that toddler fights and murder genre. Even pre-verbal, his favorite parts of Sesame Street were when Grover fell or crashed. More, more he'd sign. Until I rewound the scene again for when Grover fell. I spent a lot of time convincing myself that his curiosity was normal and it was my job to gently put it into perspective. As he got older, the song changed. This band is called Queen and that's Freddie Mercury. Is he dead too? Spence asked. Uh, Well, yes, actually. And we danced a little to Bohemian Rhapsody. The song changed. The Beatles. Spence had become a huge Beatles fan this year because of his preschool best friend, Matthew. Matthew didn't have the same interests in combat. Matthew liked the sweet, safe cartoon characters that Spence now pronounced as for babies. (laughs) When Spence would try to get Matthew in on a Lex Luthor Superman battle, Matthew's mom would say, no fighting games. Matthew's superhero was John Lennon, and the Beatles were his world. Are the Beatles dead? Spence asked. Two of them are and two of them aren't, I answered casually. What about John Lennon? Is he dead? Spence asked. Yes, John Lennon is dead, I said. As I tried to remind myself that an early morbid obsession didn't mean he'd grow up to be a mercenary, Spence asked, how did he die? I never thought about not telling him the truth. He wanted to know. And Spence said so often, Mom, I love guns. Why don't you like guns? John Lennon's music touched my son's life, and now his death would too. Well, Spence, it's really sad, but John Lennon was shot with a gun. 
And that's why I don't like guns. Guns are very dangerous. What? Wow. He cried out, and I saw him processing something, and I waited for a tear, a moment of silence, a question, or a renouncing of his bloodlust. Instead, he said, I can't wait to tell Matthew! <laughs> God, no, 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 no. Spence, you can't tell Matthew. <laughs> I knew that Matthew thought the Beatles still existed in their Sergeant Pepper form. But I have to. He's not going to believe this. Spence's eyes sparkled with morbid joy. This is something just between us, okay? Matthew doesn't know, and it would really upset him. Okay, do you understand? Please, don't tell Matthew. Well, he wouldn't tell, right? But when I arrived at preschool one morning, and Matthew's mother was wearing a black dress, black hat, and huge Jackie O sunglasses covering her red, tear-filled eyes, I knew, I knew that Spence had told. Matthew's mother was furious at me. The news of John Lennon's shooting had traumatized Matthew, and nightmares and tantrums had kept them awake all night. I don't blame Spence, she told me, as we both left the preschool drop-off. I blame you, Evie. You killed our God. One of the most unexpectedly difficult parts of being a mother is being in conflict with other parents. I mean, yes, I find myself judging other parents. How can they let them wear that or eat that or watch that? But I'm not confrontational about it. Now I was being judged for what it seemed to me was just telling my son the truth. A child is like an empty gun, Matthew's mother seethed at me, and you've loaded yours with bullets of information. We had different children. We were different parents. We disagreed. Spence was ready to hear the truth, and Matthew wasn't. How do we navigate our parenting, and when do we edit ourselves for the others for the sake of others? Growing up, I was very sheltered in many ways, and I didn't know things about the world that other people knew. I lived in a bubble of love and safety, and it was nice and great for a short time, and then it took me a really long time to grow up. We teach our children about the world as best as we can. I believe we do need to load them with information so they can shoot up and out and far and wide, and someday they can touch the world. Thank you.